All right. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of We All Speak in Poems. Uh, this is a new podcast that I'm doing uh, where I get to just chat to people who I think in, are inspiring and, you know, artists that I think should be able to tell their story more often. And, uh, yeah, today I'm here with Chantel, my partner, as some of you may know. She sings on some of my tracks, especially some of the older tracks. Um, and yeah say hi hi (laughs) yeah i'm not really on your tracks too much anymore (laughs) yeah it's been a while it has been a while ever since what was the last one probably in sleeping since last year or something well i've been in a lot of like the ones where it's multiple people singing it's not just yeah like a single feature kind of thing we got to get you back on i know i miss it sometimes but then i'm like wait i'm not really a singer so (laughs) (laughs) um today we just want to talk about you know the podcast where this idea came from Um, and then we'll get into some other stuff, music Mm -hmm. we're liking lately and, and everything. Uh, but before that, I just want to give a clarification on, you know, maybe the schedule that's being planned, uh, for anybody that's listening to this first episode. Um, so I want to do it where it's about three times a month. We put it out three weeks in a row, one week rest. Uh, once a month, it'll be just me and Chantel, maybe another guest speaking about, uh, some sort of topic. And then the other ones will be standard interview, a standard interview podcast with musicians, artists, poets, bloggers, music reviewers, anybody who I think, you know. Would be interesting to talk to. It would be interesting to talk to, exactly. Um, Go follow Alaskan Tapes on Instagram because I'm sure you'll be posting lots about like when those things are coming out or who's coming up or just even behind the scenes things, behind the scenes things of like who you're talking with or yeah and actually with that being said go follow we all speak in poems instagram. oh oh sorry yeah <laughs> yeah um, the podcast instagram but also asking tapes i mean yeah. i'm sure you'll be sharing that stuff yeah. there too go follow chantel on instagram <laughs> no too. <laughs> not interesting enough <laughs> um and yeah you know hopefully in the future you know you'll become a permanent ho- co-host I'll, i'm going to be pushing for that every day yeah that'd be um, nice it's kind of hard happen. with my schedule like you know with uh, the interviews, a lot of people that you're interviewing, I feel like they have a pretty open schedule, but most people don't want to be doing things in the evenings when they're supposed to be, you know, hanging out with their families or having dinner. And yeah. that's around the time I get home from work. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to be on them. Time zones really yeah. mess things up. Yeah. We've, I've got a, a couple of them actually with people in Japan and Australia. I'm not going to ruin the, or I'm not going to spoil it yet, but, uh. Those ones should be really good, and we're like 13, 13 hours. hours apart, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's everything for the podcast itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, but let's go a little bit more in depth before we move on. Um, why? Why a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> why yeah, does exactly. Alaskan Tapes want to do a podcast? And so as, as Chantel knows, um. I've been talking about this idea for, for years, years now. Yeah. Um, I've just, I've listened to podcasts um, like the nine club and stuff like that, where they interview not only the biggest skateboarders in the world, but um, you know, some of the smaller guys and some of the industry guys. And that's what I kind of want to do with ambient music and stuff. Like when was the last time you heard some ambient guy on a podcast or even get interviewed for that yeah. matter? Like, because I feel like uh, 
maybe what two three years ago we were even thinking about starting a blog where we just yeah. interview people just to get them a little bit more something that they can put on their resume and be like mm-hmm. hey i did this um and i guess now's the right time to do it in podcast form is fun and yeah it's more interactive i feel like yeah because um, i mean i as an ambient artist and a musician that's kind of underground myself i've only been asked to do one podcast before yeah you know and which is mind-boggling to me because so many of the people that i know and so many of my friends and fellow musicians and everybody they have really interesting stories you know yeah. they have really interesting uh, you know the way they make their art is very interesting and i feel like a lot of um ambient artists are like they kind of really hide behind the screen they don't really mm-hmm. share a lot about their personal lives like even you um you've been trying a lot more with social media and stuff and we've talked about you starting like email things where you send out like a monthly Mm -hmm. or even on your website you have that blog section but you don't really (laughs) use it too much two things but it's so interesting to see like the insides of people's lives and you know where they draw their inspiration from and how they start creating things and just the people that the other people that inspire them and because you know obviously artists takes influences from each other and I don't know if that was the right wording, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it but yeah, it'll, it'd be really interesting just to hear all of that. Cause ambient artists, I feel like, and not only ambient artists, cause you're not only going to be interviewing yes. ambient artists, but I feel like a lot of people really focus on their businesses. You know, if you're a photographer or if you're a magazine runner or like, um, what's the word for that? Like a magazine like pub- curator, curator. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're not the center of attention. It's your music or your art or your photography or the other people that you're interviewing for your magazine or for your mm-hmm. podcast or blog or whatever. So to talk to those people and just see who they are. Yeah. And it, like, like you said, we all just seem to hide behind the profile pictures of yeah. our Instagram or whatever. And we don't know when it's appropriate to, you know, get more personal or share a random story. Uh, some people do. Yeah. And uh, the real answer is just do it. If you feel like sharing it, mm-hmm. um, nobody's going to judge you. Like I'm, always scared of yeah um but yeah podcast seems to be the best way to to get that information out there to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable with another person and just chat yeah and i feel like it brings fans closer to to like the musicians you know if you find a musician that you really like but you're like oh i can't find anything about them like i feel like there's so many musicians that we've found recently especially through playlists and stuff where it's like a one-off song and you're like oh i want to know more about this person you go through through their profile page and like a lot of them don't even have like their age or where they're from or when they started and it's like i don't know i find that information so interesting like i want to know how long have you been doing this for did you go to school for it will you were you self-taught like Mm -hmm. if you sing or if you play an instrument like what's your favorite style or where did you start and oh there's just so many questions you can ask artists and it's just all so interesting (laughs) and it's inspiring as a musician right you like you i'm hoping to ask people about their process and stuff and even just getting an idea of how somebody records their tape loops or how they even got into recording tape loops Mm -hmm. or that's a very um specific specific (laughs) uh, example but it's it's gonna be fun and you know who knows not trying to give any expectations here it could last 10 episodes and that's it but you know, I'm hoping it goes well yeah. and I could see it going well. So it's something you've been looking forward to for a long time. And I feel like 
there's so many conversations that we've had lately with yeah. just each other where we're like, man, like that would be so interesting to discuss with another person or like another musician or another artist or another creator, like just to get that other insight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's actually why I'm excited to chat with you uh, once a month, whether it's on a topic or whatever, because I feel like you as a person who pretty much just listens to music yeah. like yeah you sing on my track sometimes but but i'm not a musician or like yeah we'll really yeah. collaborate on the melodies that you sing and the lyrics mm -hmm. even um you really get to give your insight on the music you're listening to and why do you gravitate towards that music yeah. and what do you like about this person's image or what do you think they could add to it because in my mind i'm always thinking about you know the music business of things marketing mm -hmm. even though it might not seem like it i try to keep that pretty low-key in alaskan tape stuff yeah but uh i still read all the articles that are like oh top 10 ways to you know do your music marketing and stuff even though i don't always take any of the advice it's really interesting to know what other people are doing and you seem to have a good eye for catching what people are doing for the most to. part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if, even if you're not giving all the answers, you're still giving your insight on that mm, yeah. to further my questions on it. Yeah. I you think it's I mean? just because like we were saying, I'm not a musician myself or an artist in any way whatsoever. Like my job is, um, what would you consider like la a labor job? <laughs> I don't really want to get in the specifics of my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's not a place where there's a lot of space for me to be creative. Like it's a more physical job that I have. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it just, I give different insight when I look at music and art and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So that's actually, so I know that we jumped into this just being like, we're just going to wing it. Yeah. But I did come up with a couple questions for you. Oh, as I was researching other people. I thought I was going to get to interview you. <laughs> we'll get to that. But uh, as someone who... So you're in school for a long time. I was right? in school for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And you weren't... You, you were working, but you weren't working full time. Mm -hmm. So you had more time to absorb content and mm -hmm. absorb music and videos and even reading and yeah. all that. Um, is there a way that you found to still be able to absorb some of the content that you have missed or like, mm -hmm. I know the answer, but mm -hmm. um, for somebody else who is just, you know, might be graduating school or, or whatever. And then now all of a sudden they have no time. Yeah. You know, like how do we, I definitely like when I was in, so I've been to university and college and, um, I really miss my time there because just because of that aspect, like you definitely like, obviously I was in a position where I didn't have to work crazy hours while I was in school. Um, you know, we were in a good, pretty good position. Um, I did still work, but whatever. And I had like long commutes and stuff. And I feel like commuting was when I found the most time to listen to music mm -hmm. and read. Um, and then, you know, YouTube was just when I was procrastinating on projects. <laughs> Um, and then now that I've started working full time, I find that I've actually made more time, maybe not more time, but I've, um, the time that I do find to listen to music, it's almost like I've taken a step back and like really appreciated what I've, what I'm listening to. Um, YouTube, I don't 
really watch anymore too much. And then like, you know, TV and books, it's kind of just whenever I find free time. But music is the thing that's really like kind of kept me going through mm-hmm. this transition. Like it's it's been really hard transitioning from being a full-time student to all of a sudden a full-time job, especially with COVID. Like I was working and learning from home. Um, so now being out of the house for 10 hours a day, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> so yeah. coming home, it's like, I don't know, I, we got into this routine of kind of looking up live videos of our favorite yeah. artists and stuff. And man, oh, I miss live shows first of all, but <laughs> even just seeing it on TV, like them playing live, it really makes you appreciate the music that much more. And I don't know. I probably went way off track there and I probably didn't even answer the question properly, but I think that there's just been a big difference between the way that I consume things now. Like as someone who's working instead of in school, like I feel like when I was in school, I was listening to music a lot more. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I wasn't really paying attention to it. It was kind of just there while I was doing something else, whether it was while I was commuting, while I was studying, anything like that and now um, you're just paying attention more and, like yeah and now i listen to it because like it makes me feel good i'm mm-hmm. you know i come home and i want to separate my work life from my home life like obviously it should be easy for me since i work outside of my home but i find that it's really hard for me to get out of that mindset i come home and i'm still thinking about things and stressing and just running things through my head yeah. <laughs> so i find that turning on music and like really focusing on the sounds and the lyrics and then even with the videos like watching them play like oh it just it brings me into this like dream state i don't know <laughs> yeah because you've always like since we first got together and even before that um you've always introduced me to new music i, I feel like like you i know you always question <laughs> this but you are my um quality level you know if i show you something and you're not too into it you know that's how i'm like okay this is good or or not obviously that's not always true i like things that you don't like and vice versa but normally when you show me tracks or or videos or artists or whatever i'm like wow that's fantastic and and lately i feel like you've been finding more artists than you have maybe even even in the past two years yeah i was gonna say i don't think it's always been that way with our relationship so a brief history on Brady and I. <laughs> Brady and I met in high school, um, grade 10. Well, we met before that, I think. But, like, we really, you know, got to know each other in grade 10, started hanging out a lot. And, I don't know, something just clicked with us. We were, like, it just felt so comfortable. Um, and, you know, Brady had, he was already starting his music career back then. And he, when I first went to his house, he showed me all his gear and everything. And it was the coolest thing. You could, like, see the passion in your eyes and the excitement in your eyes. And it was so inspiring. Um, and to be honest, back then, like, I, I love that lyric from Haley Blay. Uh, I can't remember the exact words right now. <laughs> I wish I could, but it's something about like, uh, it's from her song 17 and she talks about, she sings about how, um, like back then she didn't know she could choose the music she was listening to uh, or like yeah, she was yeah, too yeah. dumb to notice that I couldn't choose it. I think that's the lyric and it's about what music she's listening to. Um, that was me when I first met you. I was listening to radio music, um, I was overhearing what my parents were listening to and my siblings and that's what I listened to pretty much. And I, I was obsessed with um, watching like the much music videos. Yeah. I've always enjoyed like listening and watching at the same time, whether it's a music video or a live show. I just find that very satisfying. <laughs> um, so yeah, back then you introduced me to a lot of music. I didn't even really know about YouTube and exploring music through YouTube until you showed me all of that. Um, 
and then, yeah, as our relationship grew and I figured out how to navigate things on my own through YouTube and Spotify and, and whatnot, I really, especially now, like you said, in these past couple of years, like I've really been exploring different playlists and just different artists. And I know not everyone's a fan of Spotify and whatnot, but whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, like just any music platform, just just explore it (laughs) like just if you find one artist and you like one of their songs like go through all of their stuff and like just try and listen to other things by them or if you find a playlist by some random person who's not a musician Mm -hmm. themselves try and see if they have other playlists and like it's just it's a fun time (laughs) and also if you find an artist that you really like you should probably go buy their album yeah support them (laughs) that goes so far yeah um but yeah, it's it's interesting, the Spotify com- uh, conversation, because with playlists and everything, I know I know the critiques on Spotify, like, you know, payment per stream and all that, it's low. But I don't think there's been any better place to discover music ever, Yeah, which can be a negative thing. But there's, if you're ever just bored of the music you've been listening to, you can just search whatever like yeah. any style of music and you know the radio feature yeah, comes the on and then feature. it gives you tracks that are like it and not every discovery is perfect but a lot of them are like you've been mm-hmm. li- listening to the one song lately um what's it called i can't the remember the one that you keep singing today yeah freaking out on the interstate yeah by love that song. brixton Bryston. oh what's his last name I don't know if that's actually his name or if it's alias, his, uh, yeah. but it's Bryston Marooney. Yeah. Freaking out on the interstate. It it's just so that good. one track. Like, I don't think we've really <laughs> I, explored his discography I did the other yet. Night. You did the other yeah. night. I haven't mm-hmm. too much. I've listened to one or two other tracks, but that main track is so good, which leads me on to indie music. And I remember back in, in high school, like, what, eight years ago now, indie was just becoming a bigger thing with like MGMT and, and, pumped up kicks whoever that was by and i was always like i don't want anything to do with it i was like metal kid ambient or like (laughs) drum and bass yeah you know i was like nothing else but lately that's what you've been getting into over the last three four years maybe and some of it is so good and i'm just saying if you're in the headspace where all you want to do is listen to metal or a specific genre just spend a day and go through other <laughs> music because there is so much stuff out there that is so good and yeah. you'll discover that your favorite things of certain genres are actually portrayed in mm-hmm. other genres yeah. and it's like wow like when you showed me uh duster yeah and uh horse jumper of love mm-hmm. like they have that aggressiveness of metal and grunge and punk but they're slow and kind of relaxed. Yeah. You know, it's so good. It is good. I don't even know if they're classified as indie, by the way. I could be butchering that, but that's fine. I um, think that when it, like, when it comes to music, I feel like it's, it can be a really, not touchy topic because there's not, like, but it's a very subjective thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, especially in high school, like, I hated when I got put on the spot and someone would be like, oh, but like put something on. I'd be like, oh my God. I still hate that. Me too. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm trying to get more comfortable with it. There are so many different genres out there and there's so many different, um, like mixed genres as well. Like you were just saying with Horse Jumper of Love and even Balance and Composure. Balance, yeah. um, What was the other one you mentioned? Duster. 
and even you talking about indie, like I hadn't even heard the word, like the genre indie until not long ago. Like if you used to ask me what my favorite genre of music was, my answer was always, I love every genre of music. I do find that like, I'm not super into like country or I think country is like the main one. Like I like, I love folk music and I definitely listen to a lot of songs that sound very country, but I guess I'm not into like the hardcore country. <laughs> you'd say that about most things. So like even rock, right? I'm not into modern rock. Yeah. Like the most popular stuff uh, I've found at least. I, I, and that's probably wrong to say because I never deep dive a lot of their discography, the mm-hmm. big artists of rock or, or hip hop or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's a ton of great country. Yeah. Like I, there's actually a band, oh, I'm not going to remember it, <laughs> um, but they do like ambient country. And it's really cool. Like, really, really cool. Um, I should probably bring up names, but, you know, it'll be in the description or something if there even are descriptions in podcasts. (laughs) We'll Um, figure it out. (laughs) But, Um, yeah, it's just the the rabbit hole that is music in general mm -hmm. is so immense. And then you can go down the rabbit hole of lyrics and structures and learning about whatever. Keeping it more baseline right now not getting into technicalities right now i just wanted to say pretty much i think it's really important for people to just expand their their listening Mm -hmm. in like like i was saying i feel like people get very self-conscious or what not about the type of music they listen to or people can because everything's like in a box you know it's this genre or that genre it's popular or it's not popular and it's like just just do what you want to do. You know, <laughs> Just explore. With that being said, it's also okay not to like certain types of yeah. music. As long as, in my mind, as long as you give it a little bit of a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, to go back to you, um, your music listening habits are so wide. Mm. You know, like, the anti-record by Rihanna mm-hmm. is so sick. I never would have listened to that. If it wasn't for you, yeah. obviously we st- uh, skip um, that track with Drake. <laughs> it's too overplayed. <laughs> work, yeah, it's too overplayed. It's not bad. It's just overplayed. Don't want to listen to it. Um, and even like Ariana Grande, like you go in into these weird like waves waves <laughs> of what you like, and it's inspiring to see because you know it it gives me insight into the way people listen to music. I like how you like just point out the pop side. <laughs> <laughs> or the pop well. artists like like i go and wait because rihanna and ariana grande are kind of on the same level like so yeah. i go i lis- go from listening to that to like the contortionist and dillinger escape plan yeah. to like balance and composure and then back to like you know hosier or yeah. well i mentioned them because they're people that i wouldn't necessarily normally listen to, listen to yeah. unless and i only did because you had it on when while we were driving yeah. or whatever and then it gets stuck <laughs> in your head you <laughs> and you're like this isn't actually that bad why are, why do people hate this I understand it's polished and all this stuff. I think a lot of people actually really like that type of music, but then there are people, like we even had the conversation about Olivia Rodriguez this morning because a lot of, there's one of her songs that sounds so similar to Paramore and we grew up, or personally, I I don't know. Yeah, I like Paramore. Okay, yeah, we grew up like really liking Paramore. Um, It's a band that I've always enjoyed and I just like the sound of their music. And when I first heard Olivia Rodriguez's song, I think it's her good, top song good right for now. You. Good for you. It's literally like, just play that song with Misery Business. It's the same song. <laughs> There's yeah. so many articles and videos and whatnot that talk about it. But, um, and it's cool because she was just inspired by Paramore, I think, supposedly. But anyways, when I first 
heard Olivia Rodriguez's music, I was like, oh, you know, like she's so in the spotlight and it's such a pop pop. song. Yeah. Like I was like, it felt weird for me to admit that I liked it. Mm -hmm. You know, that like, I don't know. It's okay. It's, and it's cool that you like it. It's cool that you can go from that to the contortionist to Dillinger escape plan to Lorna Shore. Yeah. With their EP. (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't know. Or uh, Thy Art is Murder. (laughs) Thy Art is Murder. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's awesome. It's just different sounds for different moods and different. Oh man, there's that one guy that you showed me recently. Um, and all of his music, he's an ambient artist. I think you're doing, oh, maybe we shouldn't spoil that. (laughs) Okay. I think you're doing an interview with him. (laughs) Um, and all of his songs are titled like pretty much the way you feel. So it's like, um, stub my toe on the chair. (laughs) I don't know why that was the one. I I don't even know if that's one of his titles, but you know what? Like it's, it's all based off of a way that you feel in a moment. And I just love that he has titles like that. Like that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, and then when you listen to the music with the title in mind, cause there's no lyrics, it's like, you really feel like you can put yourself in that place while you're listening to it. And I don't know. It was really cool. I obviously liked the more slow moving ones. Like I think I really don't know any of the titles. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I, I, so the uh, band she's talking about is Lola Tone. It's, it's a mm-hmm. husband wife duo, I think from Japan. And yeah, I am going to be um, interviewing Sean from Lola Tone. Um, and it's just so cool. I was I was going through a, a deep dive of his music and just who he is uh, yesterday, which obviously I've listened to him in the past. Um, and he makes fantastic sample packs. He's just a really great person to go for for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I showed you him last night. Yeah. And I showed you a bunch of his YouTube videos and stuff. And he's just the... If you search up positivity in the dictionary i feel like that's his stuff <laughs> you know and it's super cool because i understand a lot of stuff can be fake positive mm. um but his seems very genuine yeah and, and cool and i can't wait for that episode yeah it should be one of the first few um on here i have number five i so. think i think that's the reason i'm most excited about this podcast too like there's so many different ways to discover music like we talked about at the beginning of this little chat um you know, just exploring Spotify or exploring YouTube or Apple Music or whatever platform you prefer. Um, and then listening to either the radios or similar artists or things like that. But then with this podcast, like, you'll be able to be introduced to potentially new artists. Mm-hmm. And then you get to know them a little bit before you hear their music. And I don't know how much that influences people. Um, we've talked about that a lot before, too, in the past. Like, when you listen to music, are you listening to just the music separate from the artist or artists? Or mm-hmm. when you get to know about them, like, let's say it's someone who's lived a rough life. Like, then do you feel more of a connection to their music because maybe you've had those experiences as well? Um, or any other example like that? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just really interesting to to make that connection with the artist and then listen to the music and it I feel like it would change the way you hear it you know like a lot of artists maybe don't even put their personal experiences into their lyrics or especially if it's a band like Mm -hmm. yeah you know a lot of the guitarists and drummers like they're not putting their life into the music it's uh, the main person or sometimes their music's written for them by someone else or something I've come to learn over the past few years is that um 
some lyrics aren't even personal yeah. at all. They're just completely made up. Yeah. And I think that's very cool. And I'm excited to talk to some lyricists about that. Yeah. Um, because, of course, they have to. You can't write, you know, a hundred songs that are super personal. Exactly. You know, you're going to make up some things in your mind and you're going to exaggerate certain things. And I think before I met a lot of people, it was something that was... A lot of like musicians, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Musicians and lyricists. It's something that should have been obvious to me that that was a thing. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess you're always looking for that connection of um, where you fit in a song. Well, yeah. And a lot of artists say that like um, not only with music, but with a lot of different Mm -hmm. styles of art, like you make something and then you put it out there and it's no longer yours. You're disconnected from it. So you might have made like a breakup song and said really mean things. But once you put it out, it's like, you know what? Maybe I didn't actually mean that or like, you know, now it's, it's the public's to make it their own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point too. Cause anything that a lyricist writes could change their opinion. People's opinions mm-hmm. change all the time. It, like you're saying, if you wrote a pretty nasty breakup song <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, cause you're out, in that m- mindset in that of state. screw them. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, a year down the road, you make closure with the person yeah. and, and, it's different, but that song is still out there. Yeah. You know, your opinion, that, that person's opinion on that person is still out there, even though it's never super personal mm-hmm. unless you make very personal uh, music as yeah. in, you know, putting their names in the tracks. But I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. I um, don't know. I mean, and to make a nicer example, like, or if you write a love song about yeah. someone and then you're no longer with them and you don't have those feelings for them, what you sang about, but now it's okay. Like, it's not yours anymore. And Yeah, exactly. The people that are listening to it still connect with it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a really cool uh, philosophical thought, maybe, <laughs> if that's the right And I, I wish that we could, like, write <laughs> really in-depth lyrics. I feel like... Oh, I know. Obviously, with your music, you don't have too many tracks where you have singing or lyrics on it. Um, but but in the ones that we do, I yeah. wish, yeah. Because that's something you do often, is go when you start listening to a song a lot, all of a sudden you'll look it up on... Uh, you know a lyric website yeah and and go through it and you'll be like what do you think this means yeah i love trying to decipher lyrics like especially for people like bonnie Vare and ciolina who are like super abstract with their lyrics i mean not all the time there's a lot of songs that they've written that are just like point blank okay that's a love song or okay that's about this or that's about that yeah but um yeah it's really interesting when it's just it's like poetry yeah yeah (laughs) you know And it's so refreshing when you actually find an artist that puts a lot of effort into their lyrics and you can tell. Yeah. Like a Bonnie Bear or he's probably like the biggest example, like the most popular example that I can think of. Yeah. Um, in terms of like really nice lyricism. Yeah. Um, We've also been listening to him a lot lately. So that's, that's probably why. Yeah. We're very biased on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons I like a lot of hip hop. I'm not really... I'm not drawn towards the new modern styles of hip hop, but old, some of the old stuff yeah. is like so good, like old Ghostface Killa and mm-hmm. Nas and whoever else, Onyx even. Yeah. It's just They so, were just so like raw and, yeah. and open with their lyrics and yeah. They were writing poetry and putting it to beats really. Yeah. You know, even though some things were super aggressive or, or whatever, it's still... They had to it's get it It's still very, like, poetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's amazing. And I wish it's we could cool. figure out a way to 
incorporate that without doing beat poetry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but with that being said, I'm not really a writer. Well, do you think that, like, could you ever see Alaskan tapes evolving into, I don't know how common it is for ambient music to have, I guess that changes the genre for when, once it has like a lot of singing and lyrics on it and stuff, but do you, could you ever see Alaskan tapes evolving into that, whether it's with me or another music, like, um, sing, I'm not a singer, but <laughs> whether it's with another singer or just me, like. I don't think so. No. Like I've, I've thought about it and I'll work towards progressing up to that. And then I take 10 steps back and I'm like, maybe I just want to stick instrumental. Like, yeah. I don't know. I would rather create another project in order to do that, separate the two and do whatever. Cause mm. even though I know maybe that's the wrong way to do it, because why separate anything if it's all coming from me? That's it's true. all Alaskan tapes, but I think just in my mind of like structuring things and organizing things, it's just easier to have specific projects for specific sounds. Yeah. Um, but that. somebody who is really good at uh, sort of mixing the two is, I, I hope I'm not butchering the pronun pronunciation of his name, but uh, Benoit Puillard. Oh, yeah. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. I've that's never spoken to him, too. so I don't know. Um, he makes the best ambient music to me. And then he also makes these really amazing, noisy alt rock or folk tracks. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but they're so good. And even in those tracks, his vocals are pretty subdued. They're low in the mix. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever actually looked up the lyrics to them. Oh. But... He's the only one I can think of that does both. And he makes it work really well. Yeah. Really, really well. Like, I hope that I can get him on this. That'd <laughs> one be pretty day. cool. <laughs> um, for anybody who doesn't know him, just go check out his music. Cause yeah, it's good. It's really fantastic. Even his, his last record that we got on vinyl, it's so, like... We don't listen to it enough, honestly. No, but it, it is so good. I was just going to say that I feel like I, I don't really listen to his music in general enough. Yeah. I mean, even his photo book. So yeah. he's, he's one of these people, him and like Taylor Dupree and all these people, they're doing everything I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like they're putting out photo books and they're putting out records and the two that, you know, mix into one another and they play off each other and it's it's really amazing. Yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'll, I'll jealous. get there because I'm You'll working get there, on yeah. it. <laughs> but I don't know. I just have a lot of ideas. I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool to see artists expand outside of their normal realm. And I feel like, I feel like the past couple of years, you've really been trying to expand out of it. But yeah, you definitely got into a comfort zone when you started making music and like being able to make music for a living. Um, you really just told yourself like, I'm going to stick to this. And then even though at the time, like you were really interested in photography and you were really interested even in drawing and sometimes you wrote, you know, mm -hmm. but you didn't expand on those things because you were like, well, this is what I'm doing and this is what I need to focus on. But now seeing other artists do that, it's inspired you to be like, well, I've always really enjoyed doing that. Maybe I can do that too. And yeah. I think that that's just the coolest part of it all is like, you don't have to just stay in your comfort zone. You yes. can, you can step outside of that and you don't have to like, I hate the notion that you have to, like, to do photography, you have to be a photographer. I'm mm -hmm. using quotes. <laughs> um, but, like, 
you know, if you find something beautiful and you take a picture of it and you love that picture, like, then it's a good picture. You know, it's subjective. Everything in art is so subjective. Yeah, and a bad habit that I've gotten into that I'm sure a lot of other artists get into is when you pick up another hobby, when when your main focus is music. So this is the example. Your main focus is music and you get into drawing and photography. You start to only do those things to help the music. So like you would only draw to make mm. um, album, like album covers, covers or, yeah. or same with photography to do album covers or EP covers or even just grow your Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's still for your main musical outlet. And I think that's a, that's a struggle that I have is trying to separate all those, you know, like I wish that I could have my photography brain on without thinking, Oh, I hope this will be yeah. really cool album art. Mm-hmm. it's just something that i think about a lot and i wonder how other people do it because yeah. even, even with taylor dupree and and benoit um i i'm assuming they do the same thing yeah. like uh his last album and actually both of them they put out photo books with their album instead of separate mm-hmm. which i'm assuming is so that they could sell it because they their main audiences with music but yeah and i was just gonna say like it's a lot harder for them to kind of create a separate thing just for their photography like why not just keep it under the same thing like you know you're not gonna have to start completely new like you already have a fan base and especially if you've already used your photography or art for album covers like you're saying like then people already know your style and if they're into it then of course they're gonna want to buy more of of the photography and not just the music kind of like you know it'll be cool to have it in conjunction and i think i don't know i would love you know if you ever get to interview them i would love to know like with the photo book and album coming together like is it something that they made in conjunction so like they want you to listen to the vinyl while looking through the photo book like is that the vibe that they're going for i would assume so right yeah like obviously they can be two separate things but yeah Yeah. i think that they probably view it as one project i don't maybe they don't even view it as like this is my photography and this is my music it's this is my project that's a cool way yeah that's a very cool way of looking at that yeah, so instead of, like, constantly feeling like you need to turn on or off one part of your, your brain, <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, your work one. brain, it's all one thing. Like, Alaskan tapes can be ambient music and photography in conjunction. And you're, I love your drawing, by the way. You should, just, you know, do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been drawing a long time. But, yeah, yeah you just kind of blew my mind. It's some, It's a way that I never thought of looking at them even though i'm sure i actually have but you know when you get those you hear those things and all of a sudden it clicks for you yeah even if it's clicked before it'll click again you're so funny it blew your mind <laughs> i mean it's just it wasn't that big of a discovery <laughs> or statement but it is because it just solved my issue right well in the moment yeah you might be viewing it like that but i feel like yeah it's hard to kind of get started like to change your mindset is hard yeah i think the practicing part is hard i can come up with a thousand projects Mm -hmm. that i know what i want them to sound and look like Mm -hmm. but it's the practicing of i of music or photography or drawing and working with them together like and then merging them yeah while you're trying to go through all these ideas is the tough part but i guess that's the struggle of any artist yeah right is how do you manage projects yeah you know it's very tough and i find it so interesting with a lot of artists too i feel like a big dilemma for people is always like needing to find their style so 
as a musician, you already have a style of music that you're going for. But then if you were slowly trying to incorporate photography with your project, with your music project, it's like, does your photography style have to fit the music style? Like you're not going to want to be taking Mm. super crazy dramatic photos that maybe fit more like like dark music or metal music but you're going to want something that comes off as soft and wispy and slow moving in throughout your photography if you can even yeah that's describe true. photography i like i don't know <laughs> but that's true because like the example that comes into my mind is is lullatone like all of his artwork is very um similar in a good way mm. um but yeah what if he had super <laughs> dark yeah like that would that would change the sound of the music almost like if you're watching that or looking at that while listening to it and that's why for me like i'm such a i feel like i'm more of a visual person like Mm -hmm. i really like that conjunction of like music video or live video with the music or just any type of visual like i feel like it just makes you listen to the music the way that the artist really wants you to hear it it makes a lot of sense when you hear it out loud and not just what you're thinking. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it's an obvious statement. But when you actually hear it, it just kind of brings it all back. And yeah. honestly, it makes me want to listen to those albums again while, while looking, at the, <laughs> yeah. looking at the books. I, I think... Um, I think I went off track a little bit there, but I, the reason that I brought up the whole conversation about style is I was going to kind of ask you, like, a lot of people... I feel like have a hard time discovering their style in terms of drawing and and photography and music. Um, You obviously know your style of music, but if you were to describe the type of photography, your style, like, do you feel like you have one or? So this is something I've actually looked into a lot. And it's something that I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on. Yeah. Because I agree. (laughs) The way it turns out, the, the way it is, is that your style is your style yeah it's just you it's just, it's just whatever what you, do. you create everything yeah. that you create is going to have a um, similar pattern even if you don't notice it like yeah if if you're taking photos that come off as really dark and then a lot of the t- other times you're taking very light wispy photos like They're those two together it's the same yeah like it's by yeah. you so it's your style that's the same pattern coming from you it's your style yeah yeah because I, I get the question a lot actually from from people is like, how do I find my style in ambient music? How mm. do I find my zone? I'm like, well, first of all, you have to make the music to find that out. Mm. And second of all, I feel like style is just a made up word yeah. to, for critics to describe your music. Yeah. Right? And like, I feel like it's hard now because with social media and stuff, like there's so much to compare to. So like, even if you do yeah. kind of know what your style is in terms of any art form, like, you know, you're always going to, not always and not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people feel disappointment because then you go through and you look or listen to other things and you're like, well, that's the style I'm really going for. But it's like, obviously you're not going to want to duplicate that completely. You're going to want to make it your own and you have made it your own. Like you have your own style, whether you like it or not. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's That's something that I go through, especially when I was starting film photography a lot is the popular stuff by, you know, the big guys, Willem Verbeek on YouTube and and whoever else, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. It's the only name that came to my head. But they all have this very warm, perfect look. Like, their photos are crystal clear and everybody emulates it. Mm-hmm. It is their style. 
but you're trying too hard to look like somebody else. And the thing that I found when I was doing film photography is that I could never, ever get it to look like that. Mm. Like, no matter how it was processed, no matter what film I was taking it on, no matter what camera, it just looked so much different. And that's when I kind of gave up trying to figure out how to look like them. Yeah. You know, because I feel like you, you obviously want your photos to look good. Um, and you get inspired right like like it's not just a copycat thing it's it's an inspiration thing like you you're inspired by what they've made and you want to create something that makes you feel that way as well right or make others feel that way exactly and I, i feel like that's actually something that i was lucky with with music is that since i was making starting to make music so so young like produce music and compose i didn't have to really worry about that i was just doing whatever I wanted when I was 16, 17, 18 in my bedroom. Yeah. You know, like I did not care if a song blew up because it didn't matter if it did, you know, and now I think about it more because I'm like, okay, whether I like it or not, I'm like, okay, is this track going to lean towards some big playlist or something? I hope it does, but that's a whole other conversation (laughs) because it ruins, it, it can ruin your inspiration and your artistry or whatever. Um, Which is another reason why I made another alternate project where I don't even have to think about that stuff because I have zero expectation for it, as you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I haven't really given the name of that project, so I'm not going to here. Okay. (laughs) Listeners can find it, I'm sure. People in suspense, I guess. (laughs) Just go onto my songs to get lost in playlists and you'll find it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, Um, But I feel like this, conversation we've thrown a lot of artist names and just names in general um so we'll yeah we'll have to figure out a way how to link all of those yeah i feel like we should have thrown out more (laughs) (laughs) no i feel like we we mentioned a lot of artists Um, um with that being said is there a is there a musician you've been listening to lately that you'd like to throw at the name of um i feel like i'm pretty bad at um answering these kinds of questions because I don't really it's very rare for me to like stick to a musician you know what I mean yeah like I I've, especially lately I've been really in the mode of just like listening to playlists and so a genre I've been listening to a lot is indie which we already spoke about mm-hmm. um and yeah I've just been listening to all different types yeah. of artists from there i think a big one has been like joe van or from indian lakes mm. which is same person just um yeah. a little bit different styles but joe van's been been pretty big <laughs> right now for, for me <laughs> yeah from the minute i found from indian lakes i was like this is the guy and then you found <laughs> like, that he had the second project yeah. Joe. yeah so he's someone you introduced me to yeah it was yeah. perfect timing actually because i found from indian lakes and then slowly got more and more into him and then he start he put out uh found in the smoke yeah i think is the name of the ep or album from joe van and it was like perfect timing yeah right when we were really digging into him um and he's got a live of that whole yeah. album which man it's just so good <laughs> we watched it like 15 times yeah <laughs> it's perfect i love it i love all that stuff what about you though do you have an artist the one that comes to mind is one we were listening to this morning, Hail the Sun. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I've been getting yeah. slowly more and more into them. Again. 
Yeah. I go in waves where all of a sudden I won't listen to them for six months. For a while months. and then come back. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be like, oh, wow. like Why have I stopped listening to this? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> their last album was so good. It was even better than Wake, in yeah. my opinion, which is like their best album, uh, according to a lot of people. But it's just so good. Hysteria Antics is probably the best song <laughs> right now. I love it. I love it so much. I listen to it constantly. We got to see them live. We did get to see yeah. them live. But we, we didn't, like, they weren't... Um, That's how we got introduced to them. Yeah. I think we went to see the contortionist, and they were... They were Opening. one of the openers. Yeah, and... And then even the contortionist, we found them because we went to see... Oh God, I don't even remember what band, but they were opening for that band and that's how we found them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, so that's been an interesting way to find music lately. It's, it's just like a chain effect. Yeah. You go to a show and their openers end up being really, really good. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hail the Sun. If you're into progressive post-hardcore, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get specific with the genre, they're very good. Um, but yeah, uh, this went very well and I think so. I hope we didn't like come off as too rambly. Um, and again, I like I said, feeling... I feel like we threw out a lot of names, so yeah. we'll definitely have to find a way to link those somewhere. I have a feeling in future episodes, we'll get better at sticking to a topic. Yeah. With that being said, so like I said, at the start of the podcast, 50 minutes ago now, oh my, geez. I mean, once you edit it, it might not be that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be doing this hopefully once a month. Yeah. Uh, just me and you. And maybe a guest just on a specific topic instead yeah. of interviews. Uh, whether that be music or books we've read, which yeah. I'm very excited to very, talk very about those. Very, excited to talk about that, yeah. Very excited for that one. Um, and then every other episode, every other week, we'll be interviewing Yeah, just artists and people that are just very cool. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the We All Speaking Poems podcast. Yeah. Very first episode. Thank you. Uh, Chantal, is there anything else you'd like to add? I was just going to say we were really excited about this, so I hope yeah. it doesn't come off as like too overexcited in the way we were talking. But <laughs> um, yeah, I hope nobody could notice that I was losing my breath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this was nice. Um, I'm excited to do more mm -hmm. and... I really, really hope that I can be on a lot of the interviews too, because I just have so I many so questions too. for yeah. so many people. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling at first it's just going to be me in the, in the interview. Yeah. And I'll just have to give you my questions. You'll have to give me your <laughs> questions, but I'm going to start trying to scheduling, trying to schedule them for evenings. Or so weekends or something. Or weekends. It's just hard. You know, people have families and lives and things that they want to do. And, and not only that, but get that weekends for us are always, always busy. Always busy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. I hope you continue listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it. And, Go uh, listen to some good music. Um, yeah. 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 Dig into those rabbit holes. Yeah. And, uh, Explore. we'll, uh, see you on Tuesday if that's when these come out. Yeah, sure. We'll chat then. Mm -hmm.